Yeah. See, Ralph's energy isn't nervous, but it's like exuberant. I don't know how to describe it. Like if yeah. I go place, he'll like run and then he'll like hop on and then the bed will like slide. And he's like, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> Doom, doo doom, 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 doo doom, doom, boom. Let's new it, snoo it, boom. Let's new. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi, and I'm Vero, and we're gonna boop, 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 boop. We're gonna boop, 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 boop. We haven't booped in a while. I know. Happy New Year. Boop. Happy, <laughs> happy boop near. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so cute. So yes. Cute. So we're gonna talk about holidays and we're gonna talk about puppies. But before we start, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Ra. And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 Lacalle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and to offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Elizaboop Snoots. Thank you. And you can find our sponsor's details in this episode's description. So, so <laughs> how were the holidays? How were the holidays? My holidays were great. Um, we had some family members uh, who unfortunately fell ill with the COVID. So mm. we did, the only thing that meant was like just moving some plans around so that we could do like Christmas at a different time. But it was kind of nice because it kept things not as condensed and crazy, you know, when mm-hmm. you're going all over the place. We had one get together and I have to say... My doggies did pretty well. If you can remember, I think when I got like Lou, for any of you who um, are tuning in for the first time, Lou is, uh, I have two Weimaraners and Lou, uh, we adopted last February. So it's coming up to her gotcha day. And um, she came completely untrained. And I can remember having like a dinner at my house, like shortly after and forgetting that, like, you know, she wasn't perfectly trained, like my other handsome man, Gibbon, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that she had a tough time with some of the activity, because we have like a lot of like nieces, or no nieces at all, actually, all nephews. So if you can imagine six boys, like Ooh. running around the house, it was a little <laughs> bit too overwhelming for her. So she you can really like when I think about last year that she did really well. And like, I 
although I was busy too since having her and didn't do as much work as I'd like with her, that she has come along quite a way and that she was able to stay in place and like she would go to another room if she if she was overwhelmed and she, there was no nipping at people and there was no anxiety or anything like that. So she did really well and um, not, no no bad things were eaten, <laughs> which can also happen around the holiday, you That's know, true. like this chocolates and and it's funny because even though I we didn't have any mishaps like that I heard about tons of them from like different friends and colleagues at work oh, really? like I kept hearing like oh my god like the dog got into the chocolate like I have two friends that live in the same apartment building and I heard um that one was like calling them at like midnight being like do you have any peroxide like my dog just ate all the chocolate <laughs> so, peroxide makes Aww. them vomit so like it's like yay they're doing the right thing but like yeah it's tough so uh, again around the holidays like the chocolate is like a big one like to watch the dogs around but it it tends to be around cocoa content so if they're gonna mm-hmm. eat a dark, dark chocolate that's more gonna make them ill and also obviously depending on the size of the dog so if a small dog eats like a large Toblerone dark chocolate Toblerone higher chance of them being like really really sick you want them to vomit and stuff or take them to the vet uh, then if like I said, like in the past, like my, with one of my last dogs, Becky, what, the first Christmas that we had her, she ate two like, and I'm not talking like the regular size Toblerones, like they were the mega Toblerones, <laughs> like big ones. Yeah. And um, it uh, it gave her uh, the the Reha, the Dia oh, Reha, yeah. the Reha, but um, no trips to the vet were required. So just to give you an idea of what some tolerance levels might mm-hmm. look like but yeah. overall no it was like a great holiday on our end and al- although we did not it was funny because my kids were and I think I talked about this with you before too Vera was like do you buy your dog a birthday present or do you buy them Christmas presents and we are not typically Christmas present like buying yeah. animal people however my son was uh felt bad for the dog so he went out after <laughs> Christmas and that's he cute. got them gifts and he brought it back and he let them open them <laughs> oh that's cute though he like brought it home and wrapped it for them and then like let them open it and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's not as much that it's like me buying a gift for the dog but it's like that <laughs> it's important for the kids to know that the dog's got a present too <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> However, I did buy a gift for another dog, though. And um, I think we talked about this, like, toy. Like, my mother-in-law was talking about this toy where it's, like, a two-piece thing for dogs. So there's one, like, reservoir where you can put, like, kibble or treats or whatever into it. And then the second part is, like, a button. So you teach the dog to push the button and this thing tosses a treat and she couldn't find it anywhere. And I even tried finding it all over the internet. And anyways, the closest thing I could find was I was, when she was talking to me about this gift, I was Christmas shopping and at chapters, I found this treat launcher and it's like a handheld like thing that you just like push the button and it like launches the treat for them. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much the dog using their brain like the other tool. But anyways, I thought it was like close enough. So I did buy a gift for for Gracie for Christmas, which she was happy about. But she found um, (laughs) something similar to what um, she was talking about before, although this one didn't launch the treat. It just like dispenses a treat into a little like a bowl that's part of like the reservoir. Okay. So she... 
So she takes the button and she puts it somewhere else and she'll say to Gracie, like, go push the button. And then it took Gracie a while, but now she's figured out, like, she's got to go find that button and push it. And then she can come back to the machine. Oh, Gracie. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. Yes. So how was your holidays? They were really good. Um, Nothing really much with the dogs (laughs) going on. (laughs) We thought that they were going to get dogs sat, but they did not. Oh. So it kind of messed up our... It was like a miscommunication. So my boyfriend had to stay behind um, and he came up for just like 24 hours to my parents um, while his sister came and let the dogs out a couple of times. Um, So that kind of worked out. But we had a horrible storm around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And it took me what usually takes me an hour to get to my parents took me three hours. Oh, man. It wasn't fun. Um, but it was very relaxing afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but no gifts for the doggos. Um, <laughs> no, like, nothing major has happened. Ralph mm-hmm. turned two yesterday. Ah! <laughs> he did no not gift get a for gift. his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he got an extra meal with a banana in it. <laughs> He's very happy. Bananas! Yeah, nothing much. I did also buy a gift for another dog I actually volunteered for the um, Christmas market holy raw Christmas market oh yes how did it go that was really good mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of people um, some really good vendors that were there and I ended up buying it's a little like poop dispenser bag um, yeah. that you put like your roll in and then you just pull and a bag comes out mm-hmm. but the fabric it's like a little poop emoji and it says little shit <laughs> so I bought one of those for um Hazel's owner Mm -hmm. and one for myself and I also got a collar for Ralph and there's muffins on it and it says stud muffin oh my god that's so cute (laughs) I didn't buy anything for Millhouse because I'm not sure how big he's gonna be so yeah he's still smaller than I thought he would be by now oh yeah Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Tell me more about this Christmas market. So like were there like it, there was a bunch of different vendors and stuff and were there like Yeah, so a bunch of different vendors and I was at the door so when people came in they showed me their confirmation um, of their ticket purchase and I would mm-hmm. give them a voucher for a glass of wine, um oh, nice. a charcuterie cone and then to put their name into a raffle. Oh nice. And also they had like a little swag bag when they left. Which was like really cool. Oh, nice! And it had like, and it was predominantly like holy raw, like sponsored, like so. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, that's so nice. And did people bring their doggos? Yes, I saw so many doggos. I saw some yeah. Instagram doggos. I was like, no way! Yes. Oh, I can't remember their names. He's a Ibizan Hound or Ibizan Hound. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Is that the one that like they kind of look like Egypt dogs, but they're like light colors? They're like white and like reddish colors, light yeah, and brown. Like yeah, right. I met Arlo. White. He's like a black dog. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I can't remember his name. Anyways, I met some dogs yeah. that I'm like, I'm following you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like oh my god, it's Arlo. <laughs> And that was also a day where we had like a horrible snowfall. It was on a Sunday. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, ah, bum. The weather. This is what's difficult in 
cities that get tend to get a lot of like winter weather and stuff like that throughout the winter is that like it's tough to plan things in the winter because like one horrible storm and then like you're you're toast yeah <laughs> yeah you got to make that difficult decision like of whether to go ahead or whether or not to and then it's like oh yeah it's stressful it can be stressful oh well that's fun yes so I don't know if they're going to do it next year but like I'll definitely volunteer again or maybe we could have a little let's boops newts booth Ooh, yes mm-hmm. yes 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 oh well that's fun that's just so much fun so do you know anybody who got a pulpe for Christmas I don't know anybody who got a pulpe. Do you? Uh, I don't know anybody personally, but some like friends from like in, from like high school and stuff like that that I follow on Facebook did. I, I saw some like there was videos out there of people getting pulpes for Christmas <laughs> and stuff like that. So um, in the new year, we decided to chat about, well, you got your pulpe. So mm-hmm. now, now what? Because pulpes, pulpes can be like very overwhelming. And yes. I can, I can remember the first time getting like a dog period because I had cats growing up and we, uh, my husband and I decided, yes, we were going to get a dog. So I remember taking him home from the Humane Society and it's like very similar, like this is, people might call me crazy for saying this, but it's kind of like similar to like, it. I, I want to say similar, not just like similar to when you bring home like your baby for the first time because you're just like, oh my God, what have I done? Now what? <laughs> I'm responsible. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Who gave me this responsibility? <laughs> you kind of, there's like moments of pa- panic where you're just like, oh my God. And um, I can remember like I used to be such a neat freak, of course, before like dogs and kids and like all the all the things. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I can remember him like wa- walking around the house and just like following him being like, oh, my God, he's going to like pee. He's going to barf. He's going to like poop somewhere. Like, oh, I don't know if I can. What, what, why did I do this? Like, ah. I was like, just like. <laughs> And he was probably like feeding off of my energy, which is probably not the greatest thing. But anyways, um, it can can definitely be overwhelming. So don't be a first time dog owner like Heidi and plan for it a little bit so that you know what what to do when you bring them home. Yes. And sometimes puppies, like if you have kids, they just sound like a really, really good idea for a gift. But then it's like, it's a big responsibility. Yes. Lots of training, especially if it's a puppy, the potty training, the accidents. And yeah. I remember like with Millhouse, it's just this feeling. It was like this feeling of just not like he's just not getting it. And yeah. And all of a sudden he did. Yeah. And I, it was the same with Ralph where it's like, it's like yeah. he just doesn't get it. And just you're when like, you think that they get it, they have like multiple accidents and you're like, oh my God. Uh, I know. Um, I know. Yeah. Lots of training, just lots of things to do. Vet visits, vaccinations. Equipment, like just like all the things that you need. Like that, mm-hmm. like some people think about buying and pompes are expensive depending on what kind of pompe you want to get. Yeah. So yeah, like you forget about all the other things like the leashes and like the poo bags and the dog bowls and the dog food and like everything. So um like Vero and I were going to briefly talk about it today, but if you go way back to like some of our very first episodes of Let's Boop Snoots, we sort of went like episode by episode of like, okay, you've decided to get a dog. And then we did like, you know, uh, breeder versus like rescue and talked about that. And then we talked about all the 
accoutrement that you need to get a dog and the decisions in getting those and like trying them out and seeing if they work and then maybe they don't. So you have to try something else because dogs are like people and everyone's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you yeah. can get like, you know, like there's certain thing like plan for the breed that you're getting because like usually like you can tell, you know, a little bit about like the dog that you're going to get and their tendencies or what type of dog they are and stuff like that but I mean sometimes they can surprise you right like just like with Ralph knowing like I remember trying to figure out like what is going to get him to stop biting um, yep. stop jumping and it took mm-hmm. me like quite a while to figure out like what worked even for walking like we tried the slip collar mm-hmm. we tried the prong collar we tried the harness we tried different harnesses and yeah. we're doing the e-collar, so all sorts of gear that you can try. But it's kind of knowing how to utilize them properly and then just keep trying. And you got to yeah. give your dog a chance. Yeah. Um, another, like, uh, yeah, it's not even a puppy thing. It's like an every dog thing when you're taking them into a new space of any kind is that you don't let them have the full, like, access to the full space. So if you are bringing a puppy home like you start by the first like week or so like in one room if you can just Mm -hmm. because if you send them all over the place it is too overwhelming you are over exciting them it's over stimulating and you're gonna you're you might be prone to more things like accidents and chewing and like destruction and this sort of thing so it's like you keep them in a smaller space that they can sniff around and slowly get accustomed to and then slowly give them more and more access to the house and it even starts before that like even having the discussion of what your boundaries are going to be with your pup mm-hmm. are they going to be allowed on the couches are they not are we gonna are they allowed in the kitchen are they not are they going to sleep in bed with you or are they not are we going to crate them or are we not now talking about crating some some people find crating like super cr- cruel but um i'm gonna say it's super cool because super cool i'm actually watching my dogs on their little camera right now and i'm like i should have created them (laughs) (laughs) it can like and some people like as a pup in the beginning and stuff like that they want to make like their pup like their bedroom and they put like all these little stuffies in there and put like a cushion and a blanket and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but all of that like really like when you're leaving a dog alone in a space um, you need to be, uh, you need it to be as safe as possible for them. So putting like a blanket in there, like, so puppies you put into a crate with nothing else because the chances of them chewing something, choking on it, like whatever, if you're not around or you don't have, if you have a cam, that's like one thing, but even then you might not hear it while you're sleeping and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's best to just keep them with like nothing at all in the crate. And, um, it seems cruel, but dogs can literally sleep anywhere. Like, look, they sleep on like a gravel at the cottage. Like they'll literally sleep like on the dock. They'll sleep, they'll sleep anywhere. They're dogs. They got a nice, like cushy coat. And, uh, so you, they can sleep anywhere. So that's like a common, um, myth. I'm going to, I'm going to walk through some of like the myths of like puppy training. So the first myth is that like, you need to set up this like super comfortable crate and stuff like that for them, but you don't have to like, especially when you're leaving them like to go to work or for the night to go to bed. If you're leaving them in the crate, you want to leave them in there with nothing at all. Now, during the day when you're crate training them, you can throw a toy in there to coax them into going into the crate and getting comfortable with it. And then 
uh, once they're a bit older and you're comfortable with their behaviors and stuff like that, you could leave them in there with like a Kong or something like that, that they're not likely to choke on, but anything where you're not around and can't supervise your dog and, um, you want to be careful of that. So leaving, um, puppies in there in the beginning in the crate overnight and doing some of the crate training and that type of stuff, um, you don't want to put anything in there uh, with them. And there's tons of videos, um, to watch on crate training if you need to. So that is one myth about some of the dog training that you can do. Another myth is, um, you can't start training puppies right away because they're like too young or whatever. So like some, like I'll hear people often say like, Oh, I'm going to wait till they're a bit older or something like that for the training. And that's a complete myth. Training starts on day one. As soon as you have your dog, you want to start training. It starts when they're a puppy and it starts day one. And to give you an example, like when I got Gibbon, I like, yeah, there's the day that you bring them home. You like, so that I call that, I'll call that day zero rather than day one. (laughs) So like day zero (laughs) is like you bringing them home because it is a lot. You have like all the things you're bringing them into the space the first time. And, um, and puppies are like babies. So you can't train them like you would like when they get a, a little bit older, but you definitely can train them. So never think that you can't with a puppy, you just start, but you just start smaller and like for small shorter periods of time because they are like babies and they're going to sleep a lot so I just made a routine where so day zero was bringing Gibbon home um that night put him in the crate like I mentioned before with absolutely nothing in there with him um I I stayed in the same room with him because I knew I was going to have to let him out so but I I covered the crate um with with something with a blanket or whatever. So he wouldn't see really. And, um, um, just would bang on the crate whenever he whined so that he knew that was like a no again, giving him like a consequence to mm-hmm. like, a, like a no, no bang on the crate, getting him to stop. So he, it only lasted like a few nights and then he wouldn't whine anymore. He would go into his crate and there would be no whining. He'd go to sleep. Um, so day one with Gibbon was getting up in the morning like and again the training can be as simple as not letting them charge out of that crate so like you don't let them rush out so that you're never like being bombarded or like trampled by your dog like coming out of the crate so you're we call those like thresholds like so it's at the at the door so I'd open the door and if they try to push their way out slam the door in their face uh slowly open it again if they try to rush out slam it on their face until they sit and know like hey you got to have some manners here now as soon as he was out the door of his crate I took him outside right away went outside with him so that as soon as he did a pee or a poop then it's like rewarding them and always have like the food ready to go to yay peepees yay peepees and giving them like some treats and that right there is a little bit of training. Then I would give him his breakfast and then we would just like have a little bit of playtime together or whatever or snuggle. Like oftentimes he would just go right back to sleep. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I know. It's like I'd get up, let him outside, do yay yay peepees, give him something to eat, like play around with them for a little bit. I'd take him outside again just in case. Like anytime you're done playing with them, they usually have to go to the washroom just as mm-hmm. a heads up. Yeah. So freak frequent letting them outside and if you're gonna let them outside go with them every single time in the beginning and wait like it's spend a good 15 20 minutes out there so that as soon as you see them like pee or poop then you're rewarding them yay peepees yay peepees yay peepees yay and lots of pets and stuff so they're just like oh yeah 
this is the place to do this because it makes me so happy. <laughs> and and uh, See, Ralph was like an energizer puppy where I felt like he just never slept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My previous I, dog, Wigum, he would sleep mm-hmm. all the time when he was a puppy, but Ralph was just like always on the go. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like babies, you get some like sleepers, some good sleepers and stuff. And then you get like the like ones that like stay awake and <laughs> never let you sleep like get at all. Get into trouble. Yeah. No, Gibbon, Gibbon was pretty good. So it'd start like that and let them sleep. So when let them sleep like when they are sleeping. And then mm-hmm. when every time they wake up again outside for the peepees, like and again, making sure that you're going with them. So as you can see, it can be a bit time consuming in the beginning, but you want to lay down some like really good foundational rules with your puppy. And that's not even where it's like people think training is like, you know, the videos that you see of like these military dogs where they like you, they can execute like every single command and stuff like that. And it's not like you just want some very basic stuff like in the beginning. And you can, like I said, you can start when they are a puppy. Yes. So they may not like understand the word for it yet, but they start to and they pick it up pretty quick. Like Gibbon like learned how to sit pretty like young mm-hmm. Melhouse did too didn't he yeah Melhouse did too ralph learned sit quickly but he did not learn down very quickly like it well down <laughs> yeah down can be a hard one because it's uncomfortable for them yeah and but I feel um, like sometimes if they're sitting they're like i'm doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um watch the videos like YouTube is just like this amazing like resource for all kinds of stuff and if you're having problems with anything like if you just like look up like how to teach your dog how to sit or like how to teach your dog how to stay or how to you're gonna get like loads and loads of video and then you're gonna start to follow um, the trainers out there online that are working best for you Mm -hmm. and you can even do this before getting your puppy like I watched like all kinds of videos of about puppy training and then I was like okay I really like what this guy's doing Stoney Dennis was one of my faves yeah which I mentioned on one of the episodes he has this one that's like called basic puppy training and like so I I think it's like a two-part video and I watched them both that just gave you some stuff to work on every day so again like with a puppy it's not like you're gonna spend eight hours like training this dog all day it's just not gonna happen because they get tired and like you can't overwhelm them like you need to let them sleep but it's like so this is what I was saying set yourself up nicely where it's like it it starts with a little bit even with the crate and stuff like that and then uh, the peepees outside that right there is training it really is you could feed them their meal yes do some training Um, like that Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to say and it was like I think while multiple dog trainers will tell you to do this People think that you have to train them, train them with treats and feed them treats on top of their meal. But the best, you're just going to make your dog fat like right out the get-go. So um, (laughs) you want to like look at what you should be feeding them like on a daily basis and then cutting that in half. So you take half of that and use that to feed them for their meals. And then the other half you're going to put like in a bag or a bowl or whatever. And that's to use for your training. So that does two things. Number one, it keeps them a little bit hungry so that they're motivated when you're trying to do this uh, basic training with them. And number two, it's not going to like skyrocket their weight right out the get-go which might not be so great for them so it's good 
it's just good all around a good practice all around Mm -hmm. use their kibble to train them with and then again like um I really liked Stony Dennis because it wasn't his method of puppy training was as simple as you're just sitting there hanging out with your puppy and you're giving them a piece of kibble for the stuff that you like to see and then you're saying "Uh," like no or pick your sounder or whatever for the stuff that you don't want to see yeah. So I, I can remember sitting on the living room floor. So Gibbon and I spent the first week of his life in my living room <laughs> where the patio <laughs> door was going to our backyard and his crate was there and everything was there. And um, so like, again, I would wake up in the morning, make sure he doesn't charge out of the crate, let him out, do the peepees thing. I had my bowl of his kibble right there. Yay, peepees, giving him like his treats, let him, letting him back in. Um then feeding him his breakfast, then playing around with him a little bit. And even like the playing around with him. So like when he's just calm, like sitting, I remember like, this is from Stony Dennis's video. And I remember doing this with a Gibbon. And I really do feel like it was the best thing I ever did with Gibbs is that I would just sit on the floor. And he, if he's just like walking around or he comes and he would just like snuggle on my lap, I'd be like, good and give him and reward that because that's like what you want to see. Mm-hmm. He's chill. We're calm. He's matching my energy. We're both calm, just sitting there chilling together. Good. Give give him some kibble every once in a while. And then when I'm playing with him, like, yeah, let's go, buddy. Yeah. And then like you, so you would ramp him up and then ask him to, and then stop and go, "Uh, uh uh-uh, like, no, no. And he would drop the toy and I'd be like, good, good. And like, give him some more kibble. So it's like, when I say we play, we play. And when we stop, we stop. Yeah. And you're, you're going to match me every time because- there's nothing worse than having mismatched energy <laughs> and a dog being like, come on, 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 come on. And you're like, please, no. And Stop. like, say <laughs> rewarding good behavior. Yes. And not rewarding behaviors that you don't want to see. Yes. From the start. And from the start. From the start. And the other myth about, like, I, I was just looking up and I was going through some of the myths about dog training and stuff like that, Vero. Is that, like, I'm just going through a list of them here, and it was saying, like, one of them was, like, you can't train a puppy until they're six months old. That's, like, a total Ooh. myth. Like, yeah, it starts, like, That's day bad. one. And again, with just, like, You're all of, like. monster. Exactly. Because they're about to enter the teenager phase. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. When it happens um, overnight. <laughs> And so there's one list here that, and it just says seven myths about dog training, like period. And another one is, is that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which Ooh, is also false. a huge myth. Yeah. Because, and I can tell you, like when I was getting ready to get Gibbon, because that was the first time that we had a puppy, like a puppy. Um, and I, that's just when I was starting to like open up to dog training and like what to, like what you like to learn more about dog training itself. Um, so I was practicing with Becky who was like, I don't know, I want to say like six, five or six at the time. Um, and Becky, like uh, she had some behaviors that, that we didn't like and stuff like that. But, um, so when I started practicing dog training with Becky, I was like, holy, holy crap. (laughs) Like, I was like, (laughs) we always used to call her a dum-dum and Becky was not a dum-dum at all. Like it's, you need to learn how to communicate with your dog. And so many people don't. They, they use the way that we communicate with humans, which sometimes can work with dogs, but there's, there's quite a few circumstances where it's actually the opposite of what you would do with a human. Yeah. 
That's right? True. Because dogs just don't have the emotional intelligence. So this is when you look at some of our favorite trainers that we've looked like. There's like Evan Doggett, mm-hmm. who we've had on the show, who's like a lovely gentleman. He has online courses. He's based out of the East. He's in, um, is he in Halifax still or Nova Scotia somewhere? I don't know if he's still or... in Halifax, but I think he moved, but Anyways, he does most of the online stuff. He has online courses and stuff like that. And he does like Q&A periods and he does like short little videos. And he has a podcast too, I believe, too. Yes. And um, so it's worth following some of these people. I still like solid canine training, um, which is um, Jeff. Why can't I think of his name? Gelman. Yes. Jeff Gelman. And they're in the States. Him and his wife travel around. They do workshops. They have podcasts. They have Q&As. They have like so much stuff they you can literally like just learn all about dog training like for free watching like every single one of his youtube videos because Mm -hmm. like he's very passionate about um and anyways all of these trainers that i've mentioned use a balanced approach which is another thing to think about when you're training uh your bumping or your new dog um because they reward good behavior and then they consequence bad behavior. So whether, and some people, so the other um, mode of dog training is purely positive where it's like, you're just rewarding what you want to see. Um, But I'm more a believer in the balanced approach because you have to give them like an uncomfortable consequence. And that's what people get uncomfortable with. They think it's like dog abuse or whatever, but it doesn't have to be banging like on the crate of a dog while they're whining isn't abusing the dog. It's just giving them like a, oh, crap. Like, what was that? Like, yeah. And it kind of shocks them for a bit. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But I, I, I personally don't feel like that's dog abuse. Um, another tool that we've talked about oftentimes is like the bonker. So you take like a tea towel or whatever, roll it up, put a couple of elastics around it because dogs hate projectiles. So if you want to stop your dog Unless from barking, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is the thing, not all the tools work for the same dog. So if something's not working, you got to keep trying with something else, <laughs> which Ralph was like, oh my God, the so king if I of- do this, you throw me this. Okay. <laughs> Whereas like Gibbon, it worked like a charm. Like he was like, what the heck? Like, what did you just throw at me? (laughs) So most dogs do not like projectiles. But um, anyway, so I use the the bonker. So you either pitch it at them to try to stop the behavior or it's like the old school 50s, like rolled up newspaper where you would whack them with it. But because it's a tea towel, again, you're not, you're not hurting them. Like it's a soft towel, Mm -hmm. you know? And that kind of stuff. And then there's um, other things that like there's lots of different tools and strategies and everything out there. But um, so just be knowledgeable when you're getting up. And then um, the other big thing for me um, about training a new dog or a pompe is that uh, everybody in the household with this dog has to be on the same page. Yes. Because then it's confusing. (laughs) Yes. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. They're like, so I can do this with him, but not with her. <laughs> but they, except they can't really remember that. So <laughs> yeah, they're all yeah. like all over the place. So they do need the consistency. Um, and that's why it's important to have a discussion like right out the get go of like what the dog is or isn't going to be allowed to do like in the household. And um and that sort of thing. So let me see what other myths there are. 
And it says, if uh, I train my dog using treats, he will only listen to me when I have treats. That's also like a huge myth. Yeah, that's um, So you can use the kibble, but the whole idea is like, like use it when you're doing something new. But once they start understanding it, they can use it. And this is why you have to use like words, like signature words or whatever, so that they learn to know what the word means mm-hmm. like ultimately you're using treats and stuff like that rewards or whatever and again try to make it the dog's own kibble because otherwise you're gonna have an obese dog morbidly obese dog depending on how much training you're doing I guess but <laughs> um <laughs> but um the second part to like the rewarding them with a treat is putting a word with it so for example uh like my no word or sound for the dogs is eh uh-uh. so they know that like if they're doing anything they've learned what eh uh-uh means like a consequence is coming so they're like oh, okay so they stop <laughs> like no matter what they're doing and I don't need to the point where I don't need like um an uncomfortable or like a consequence anymore because eh uh-uh, and then doing the consequence then trains them when she says eh uh-uh, something bad's coming so I better stop yeah. what I'm doing so you can start out with like the eh. And then same with when you're training, giving them re- the reward. That's why you say the word. So when you're tra- training them to pee outside, that's when they do the peepees. You say peepees, yay, good, good. And then reward, reward, peepees, yay. And then eventually you don't have to go outside with them. And then eventually they know what you're talking about. So when you let them out late at night and they're like just standing there on the deck, you go, hey, peepees. And if they don't yeah. listen to you, you go, ah, ah, and then they usually hop down onto the grass and we'll take a peepee. And then you're like, good boy. And you can give them just a pat on the head. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't need the treats all the time. It's just using those at, at the initial point of training. So working towards only having to use the words you're, you're, you're teaching them the like each other's language. Yeah. And having a word or like same thing with clicker training as soon as they do what you're asking so like sit yeah as soon as their butt hits the ground you go yes or good good or yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) and then they know that something good is coming Mm -hmm. so they're doing what you're asking exactly and it makes such a huge difference and then um so yeah just teaching them those things and like I mean, I can talk about like dog training forever and nobody has the perfect dog and that either. So don't feel like you need to have this like perfectly trained, like well-behaved dog. Like my dogs are not perfect. They are not. Me neither. Especially, especially <laughs> Miss Lou. <laughs> Miss Lou. Miss Lou. She is not perfect. I would say Gibbon's pretty close, but (laughs) even he has his, it's like this trend on TikTok right now. It's like he's a 10, but, and then they show a video of like the (laughs) stupid or awful thing that their dog does. (laughs) I think we played it like one of the last episodes we did. He's a 10, but, (laughs) but anyways, so, um, you know, there's like all different kinds of things, but you just need to think about what you want your life to look like with a dog and and then work towards that and then this is another myth I didn't see it on this list but I want to put it on there because this is like another huge assumption that I think people make when they get a dog or train them or whatever is that once you train them like you don't have to like then they're good like they'll know it forever it doesn't you gotta keep doing it so let's say you're teaching the dog the place command so 
the place command is getting your dog to sit on anything, whether it's a couch, a bed, a dog bed, whatever. It's like you should be able to point to anything and say place and they go and they're going to lay down there until you give them a release word. Like and like some people use free break. Mine was okay, which was a huge mistake to make because you say okay like all the time. So think about what word you want to use. So for most people, it's like break or free. So yeah. they sit there until you say break. So if you, when you teach them uh, plays and you're doing the practicing and the training of that and they're executing it every time and you're like, good, and they're rewarding it and they're getting it and it's awesome. And then you don't do it for six months. Mm, dog's probably not going to stay in place very often. And if shortly after you notice them slipping and they're getting off of place before you say your word like break or free, hold them accountable to it and be like, excuse me. Like, where do you think you're going uh, place and you walk them back there and you make them stay there because the more you let it slip, which is easy for us to do because we all have lives and kids and work and blah, blah, blah. So if you're sitting there watching TV, you put your dog in place and you're watching the show. And now all of a sudden time passes by and then the dog has like snuck off of place and onto the couch and you're just like, oh, crap, what the hell? And then you're like, oh, whatever. And just don't do it. Well, now yeah. you're undoing your training. They're yeah. like, oh, well, she doesn't really mean it. She doesn't really care. She's not going to make me do it every time. So if you say plays and your dog's sneaking off of there up onto the couch next to you, you'd be like, uh, no. Like, nope. And you always use their name, Gibbon. No. Gibbon place. And then you get back in place. And don't even give them a good at this point because they broke the rules. Not good. <laughs> so they, you make them go back there like every single time. And it's like that. You have to practice it on a daily basis. Like... For me, it was like getting the dogs to sit so I can put their leashes on and not charge out the door where they're pulling me out the door of my house. They're still pretty good at that with me. They're not so great with my dad, but that's because my dad never practiced any of them. You guys have all heard the stories about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so lots of different things uh, to think about. So just like think about the rules. Think about the things that you're going to get for your dog. Watch the videos and the professionals on what to do um, with your new dog. And mm -hmm. um, prepare first. And know that it's going to be a lot of work, but rewarding. Yes, it's like, it's so rewarding. And it's so rewarding when you can get them to do these things um, and enjoy each other's company. Like, and yes. it's, and it's nice, even when you have people over and you don't have dogs, like, crawling all over them or licking them in their face and like doing all that because you don't know how other people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay because, well, I mean, like, it's not because you don't want them doing that to your guests, but I mean, like, we worked it out that night. But, and sometimes it's uncomfortable if you have company over for dinner and you're focusing on the dog to be in place, like, it's kind of embarrassing because it's like you don't want to steal your attention away from your company or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like if you can't get your dog to listen to you, even with distractions around like other people, it's never going to happen. And so I'm it might finding be a like, not that that's like an excuse, but like with COVID, when Ralph was a puppy, we never had anybody over. Yeah. Because Ralph is pretty good, like when we don't have anybody here. But as soon as there's somebody here, he's like, are <gasps> you human? <gasps> yeah. So we got to work on that. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a Ralph announcement. Oh, Speaking of training, 
Mm-hmm. Ralph is getting neutered. Oh my He's got goodness! His appointment. Oh, February seventh. Oh my goodness, that's my brother's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like apparently I have a window of opportunity for training right after the neutering. Oh, because my vet said that there's a hormonal change where they go back to the teenager phase, mm-hmm. but they actually listen. <laughs> Okay. So said you have to be like super strict with your dog like afterwards. Yes. So yes. So that's good. So yeah. you're going to like hold them accountable. So that it's kind of good for both of you. It'll be good for Ralph, but it will be good for you to get back into the swing of things and start seeing the things that you that you want to with Ralph Aroni. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. He just that's has that awesome. like it's like he listens, but he he doesn't he doesn't like he has that like energy that's just like like I don't know how to tame yeah it's just like yeah "Ah." yeah and he's like okay I'm sitting I'm sitting I'm sitting (laughs) you can see it in his face he's just like "Mm." yeah and and some that it might be worth going to one of the Q&A's like any one of the super pro dog trainers out there they'll go online and have like a live Q&A where you can like literally ask them these questions and um our Lou is the same like Lou has this nervous energy where it's like you ask her to sit and she's like okay okay I'm sitting okay I'm sitting now like "Ah, okay like and even when I was trying to teach her like place or whatever she would be like she'd walk around a circle and walk around a circle and be like and then finally get to place and I'd be like okay good like and I, I couldn't get her it wasn't like given where it's like he would just like walk over there and sit there like she's just like what do you want me to do to go over here go over here no where do I go like is this place is this place like like it's like hard to explain but it's like it's this like level of energy where I'm just like girl yeah just walk over there and sit yeah and, See, I, and I, energy isn't nervous but it's like exuberant I don't know how to describe it like if yeah. I go place he'll like run and then he'll like hop on and then the bed will like slide and he's like <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, Ralph. Place, okay, runs to place. He's like, place, like body over. checks the wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like when I'm getting his food ready, it's just like he spins. Like he's so excited he spins, but then he'll yeah. spin, hop, bounce off the wall, like with his paws. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. So I'm trying to make him like sit. And as soon as he moves and I'm approaching him with the food, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. nope, sit. And then he's like, okay, okay, okay. Or then he like spins <laughs> and then jumps on the wall. And I'm like, oh my God, Ralph, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? So we'll see. That's a tough one. I'm trying to think through that one. Cause like, yeah, it's like, you got to wait out like that energy, but it can, it can be tough and it's tough, especially when you don't have the time to, to do it. So you do like for dinner time, but in the morning when you got to go to work and stuff, you don't have the time to like stand there and take like one step at a time, making sure he's like got a calm butt to the floor before you feed him, you know? Yeah. Well, I've been doing it this week where like before I remove like the bowls from the counter, I ask him mm-hmm. to sit Okay. I don't mind about like the spinning, but the jumping off the wall. Yes. Like new. I know. Lou is doing this thing right now. Like when I let them outside. And I don't know if it's because it's just like cold and she's like, for the love of God, let me inside. But she is jumping like at the door, like jumping, like jumping high up, Mm. paws against the like 
patio door and I'm like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you got to like just wait them out. But yeah, so it's kind of tough. So lots of stuff to think about with your new papa. Yes. With your new papa and keep at it and, and stay on top of it and reach out for help online or live to mm-hmm. all these different people that do this for free. And uh, just have a plan and, and so that you can enjoy your dog and then it doesn't result in horrible behaviors that have you sending them back or to the SPCA or now become other people's problems that want to try adopting them like it's sad seeing dogs yeah. going from like home to home to home to home right like it's just too much for them and just like makes the problem like way worse yeah is that a, a wrap i think it's a wrap <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on instagram at let's boop snoots and before we end the show make sure to check out holy raw nutrition a raw food service located in chelsea quebec we would like to thank holy raw nutrition for supporting let's boop snoots Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have Roblin that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I order all my food for Ralph and Millhouse from Holy Raw, and I have nothing but great things to say about them, their staff, and their food. Make sure to look at their website at holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw, for supporting us. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Way Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9 Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, and we will def we are due for a brew. <laughs> We're due we for are a brew. Du- we are due for a brew at the we Stray Dog due. Brewing Company. <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in this week and join us next week on a Let's, Let's Boop Snooze. Boop. <laughs>